Welcome to Very Honored Frater BT's Esoterra Nerd Podcast, Episode 20, in which we interview Poke Runyon. But first... Today's episode is brought to you by an ARC break. Affinity, one. The feeling of love or liking for something or someone. Affinity is a phenomena of space in that it expresses the willingness to occupy the same space as the thing which is loved or liked. The reverse of it would be antipathy, dislike, or rejection, which would be the unwillingness to occupy the same space as, or the unwillingness to approach something or someone. It came from the French, affinité, affinity, kindred, alliance, nearness, and also from the Latin afnis, meaning near, bordering upon. Two. The ability to occupy the space of, or be like, or similar to, or to express a willingness to be something. 3. The relative distance and similarity of the two ends of a communication line. 4. Emotional response. The feeling of affection, or the lack of it. Of emotion, or misemotion, connected with life. 5. The attraction which exists between two human beings, or between a human being and another life organism or between a human being and Mest, or Theta, or the Supreme Being. It has a rough parallel in the physical universe in magnetic and gravitic attraction. The affinity or lack of affinity between an organism and the environment, or between the Theta and Mest of an organism, and within the Theta, including N-Theta, of an organism, brings about what we have referred to as emotions. 6. In its truest definition, which is coincidence of location and beings. That is the ultimate in affinity. Reality. One, is, here on Earth, agreement as to what is. This does not prevent barriers or time from being formidably real. It does not mean either that space, energy, or time are illusions. It is as one knows it. Communication. One, the consideration and action of impelling an impulse or particle from source point across a distance to receipt point with the intention of bringing into being at the receipt point a duplication and understanding of that which emanated from the source point. 2. The first and most basic definition of any part of communication is that communication, or any part thereof, is a consideration. As duplication is a consideration, communication is possible to the degree that the pre-clear can freely make considerations. 3. The operation, the action, by which one experiences emotion and by which one agrees. Communication is not only the modus operandi, it is the heart of life and is by thousands of percent the senior in importance to affinity and reality. As TDL put it, Philosophic Mercury writes the other two principles. 4. Any ritual by which effects can be produced and perceived, thus a letter, a bullet, the output of theta flitter, are all to us communication. 5. The ability to translate sympathy or some component of sympathy from one terminal to another terminal. 6. An interchange of energy from one beingness to another in the thetan. In Homo sapiens, communication is known as perception. 7. The handling of particles, of motion. 8. The interchange of perception through the material universe between organisms, or the perception of the material universe by sense channels. 
9. The interchange of ideas across space. 10. The use of those sense channels with which the individual contacts the physical universe. ARC Break 1. A sudden drop or cutting off of one's affinity, reality, or communication with someone or something. Upsets with people or things come about because of a lessening or sundering of affinity, reality, or communication or understanding. It's called an ARC break instead of an upset because if one discovers which of the three points of understanding have been cut, one can bring about a rapid recovery in the person's state of mind. When an ARC break is permitted to continue over too long a period of time and remains in re-stimulation, a person goes into a sad effect, which is to say they become sad and mournful, usually without knowing what is causing it. This condition is handled by finding the earliest ARC break on the chain, finding whether it was a break in affinity, reality, communication, or understanding, and indicating it to the person, always of course in session. 2. An incomplete cycle of some kind or another. It's a lowering of affinity, reality, and communication, or sulfur, salt, and mercury, and so we call it an ARC break. It's a sudden down curve. It's a highly technical term. It means exactly what it says, but its incept and so forth is an incomplete cycle of action. If you would like to follow along at home the tech support segment of the Esoteric Nerd Podcast, just go to Google and type in T-E-C-H-D-I-C-T dot P-D-F and click that first link. The terminology of Frater X. And while I do promote self-education in this and many other areas, I recommend avoiding the actual organization. Our guest tonight is the founder of the Ordo Templi Astartes, or OTA, which is now America's oldest continually operating ritual magic lodge. He is also the imperator of a traditional Golden Dawn temple, and he'll tell us more about that in this interview. So let's get to the interview, shall we? Would you mind telling us a little bit about your name? Are you related to the... All of the Runyons all come out of New Jersey, and we're all descendants of of a uh, very, very old uh, uh, carpenter, a French carpenter by the name of uh, Vincent Runyon, who came Hmm. over uh, around the time of the Mayflower, and he landed in New Jersey, and he was a maritime carpenter. And uh, he was very prolific. (laughs) So he founded the Runyon family, and of course, our most famous Runyon is uh, is is Damon Runyon, you know the the journalist and the and the the writer who uh, he and he wrote he wrote about uh, about the, the New York uh, the New York gangsters and all of that. In fact, the term Runyon esque has been used to describe uh, describe his his uh, his writings. Interesting. But uh, yeah, uh, and and then I have a a, a, a cousin, uh, um, uh, Charlie Runyon, uh, Charlie W. Runyon, who. Who uh, was also a writer, and and I understand he and he ended up being interested in the occult too. But I haven't been able to get a hold of him, and, huh. and uh, I'm still trying to track him down. Your actual first name is Carol, right? Yeah, and my dad 
that that was inflicted on me by my father, and and his name was was Carol, and, and uh. he was and he was an attorney, and he thought, of course, that as as uh, uh, he was a very 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 successful attorney, and he thought that I would follow in his footsteps, and so he named me Carol Carol Runyon Jr. Well, it Carol with two R's and two L's is the masculine spelling, you know, much like right. Carol Shelby. I even ended up working for Carol Shelby, which was interesting. But like Carol Shelby or Carol Baker, but kids at school don't know that. So I oh, came yeah. in for a lot oh, of teasing when I was a kid. Try. It was like being like being the boy named Sue, you know. Yeah, and, <laughs> you probably related with that song. I can. Imagine. Yeah, and of course that was that was uh, that that had but that did have an advantage because uh, if you get uh, if you get picked on enough. Uh, then when I got in the army, I know, and, and, and every Saturday night, uh, I was a squad leader and every Saturday night, I, <laughs> I, I had to get in the boxing ring, you know, in those days in, in the army, boy, we, 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 uh, we did a lot of, we did a lot of boxing and, and, um, make us more aggressive, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, so, uh, but, uh, that all started with, with, uh, with being named Carol and that, and then, then of course this nickname poke. I preferred that to Carol because, uh, you know, when I was a kid, because uh, I st- still had the, you know, I still had the, the stigma of, of, of uh, having to fight when I was seven years old, having to fight my way home from school every day. Oh, and so, um, yeah, poke at least has the, a masculine ring. Well, the way, yeah, well, oh, it it, uh, it has a, it has more of a uh, more of a sexual connotation in in England. But not here so much. But right. uh, but uh, uh, the way I got that was my mother uh, was was uh, was pregnant longer than she should have been, and so when I finally arrived, she said, "Well, here here you are, Pokey," and so uh, <laughs> so it kind of stuck, and and uh, and 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 I ended up using it as a pen name. And and uh, and then I decided, you know, at a certain point that I wanted to change it and and, and go back to and go to Carol, which which I thought was better for for a writer. But my agent just said, oh, he said, oh, good heavens, don't change it, you know. And of course he was <laughs> he was thinking about the the English connotation. I think. <laughs> and anyway, then you're yeah. also known as uh, the Master Fabian. Yeah, and and uh, that you know, I know you you mentioned down here. This sounds like Therian, and I know <laughs> it, it kind of does. However, Therian means beast in Greek. Ah, uh-huh. and Fabian means means that he was the first hierophant of the Phoenicians, according to Sancho Niao. Oh wow, okay, uh, that's and, legit. And so therefore, not just not because we have a. We have a, Just because a it sounds the same doesn't mean it. Yeah, yeah, we have a Venetian. Well, but there was R. there was yeah. that plus the uh, similar sounding order O T O O T A. Well, O T A, yeah, the, the that the O T O is the Ordo Templi Orientis, right. and the O T and the O T A is, is the Order of the Temple of Astarte. Right. And and uh, I, you know, I I suppose I should admit that 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 uh, when we when we first founded the O T A, um, uh, that uh, maybe maybe I I thought uh, that the, the Ordo Templi uh, Orientis, you know, that we could be the Ordo Templi Astarte. Uh, yeah, and and I, yeah, so I suppose that was some some influence on at least choosing the name. Right. But it's also gets confused sometimes with the builders of the Adidum, which is the B O T A. Right. Know? Yeah. People say Z O T A or B O T A. Yeah. 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 Focus on that. 
but uh, and, and, uh, and still, it's uh, uh, you know I'll admit there was there probably was some influence on on uh, on the Ordo template, you know that uh, that 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 aspect of it. Fair enough. But I've long since given up Crowley. Uh, you know, I, as, as as I think you probably know, I because I mentioned that you know I'm uh, yeah I'm kind of interested in that because my dad told me. You know, indirectly, he basically said, stay away from Crowley, which was the reason I joined a traditional Golden Dawn order, because I was, fought. after he died, I didn't have anyone to ask questions to, so I just started seeking out teachers that my dad had recommended, and so well, I, that's where I ended yeah. up, you know, but, but yeah, yeah, well... Well, uh, you're, uh, you know, I may, I, I, your your father may have been reflecting uh, some of my experiences uh, mm. because, you know, we, he, he, your father was one of my best friends, and and and, uh, and I shared a lot of uh, a lot of my experiences with him, and and and, uh, and quite frankly, um, uh, when I first got started, and 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 John knew this, and and when I first got started, I, I thought I was a thelemite, mm-hmm. and yeah, I did, and and you know, and I and I and I, um, I I kind of admired Crowley. I didn't know at at when in actually back in 1970, I, we. There wasn't that much published on Crowley, you know. We really didn't know that much about him. We didn't, in fact, in fact, they were kind of uh, the people that were promoting him at that time. At just the beginning of the of the magical revival, mm. the people that were promoting him were kind were kind of hiding some of the things about him that, right. that they didn't they didn't want us to know about. And so the more I found out about him, and then uh, the guy who really, really, really uh, turned me off on on Tony was Grady McMurtry. Mm. And uh, Grady, um, well, we were dickering around trying to kind of get us to take some kind of a charter from him, which we didn't, fortunately, didn't didn't accept. Uh, and um, um, I suggested to him that that well if we if if we you know have the book of the law uh it should be private you know we should keep it private and not and not not uh wave it around at people because you know it's it's so it's, it's there are parts of it that are so offensive especially to people who who have uh respect for the religion they were raised in you know right. and, and and all that and uh and Grady just said no no the law is for everybody we got to we got to uh, you know uh, we got to promote it and all and, mm-hmm. and, and all that and i said no evangelism I just can't, you know, can't possibly go along without it the only way i could consider having it would be as just a personal declaration of freedom uh you know that that you that you don't go uh, committing yourself too publicly at all yeah uh and and in that sense it might have been okay um, but um, uh, no, they they wanted to they 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 wanted to get uh, go out and wave the flag and talk about how how much they hated Christianity and how much they hated you know um, um, yeah, well they hated traditional religion including the Golden Dawn because yeah, specifically what a lot of people what yeah. a pop, yeah what a lot of people don't realize is Crowley stole a lot from the Golden Dawn yeah, yeah sure he did uh, but but the, his his expression, his whole rebellion, uh, is is more a rebellion against the Golden Dawn than it is anything else. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and, and, and at a particular time and place, 
which I, yeah. I find interesting what little I know about it. I mean, as sort of a, a time capsule in history, he's relevant at a particular point in history. His dad was a, was a preacher in Victorian England, and he was on heroin, and he was bisexual in a time when that was absolutely unheard of. And then he joined the fucking Golden Dawn, of all things, when he was 19. He's a really interesting case study. You know, and it's a really, from my point of view, I joined when I was 16, a, you know, a, a traditional yeah. world of non-order. And so he's, he, he's, he's interesting to me as a parallel, you know, but so is Yates, you know, and, and Paul Foster Case. Yeah. So. And the people well, who tend, who put him up on over the mantle tend to not be quite as interested in those others. But I mean, I, I, there are a few though, that'll, that'll say, no, no, I like Dion Fortune a lot. And I like, uh, Paul Foster case a lot, and and I can. Oh, I, I like. I, I'm really fond of Dion Fortune. In fact, if you listened to the Rebecca Hour last night, I was I was reading from Dion Fortune on 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 Gabura, and uh, I think I think I, I'm very very fond of Dion Fortune. But yeah. uh, but she said, of course, about Crowley. She said he he didn't he he didn't know the difference between a priestess and a whore. Hmm. And and uh, and. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, kind of a well, to the under perfect mind, <laughs> and yet at the same time, Dion Fortune uh, was was very much in favor of, of uh, liberation of the, of the feminine and and veneration of the feminine. Yeah, just and not in fem- Crowley's way. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, and even feminine sexuality too, but but not not in Crowley's way. Crowley. Crowley, as far as Crowley was concerned, and a lot of women in the OTO do not realize this, and the OTO doesn't encourage him to find out about it, but Crowley had absolute contempt for women. Mm-hmm. And 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 he thought that uh, you know, he just he 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 believed that they didn't even have souls. And and uh wow. yeah, he, he, he was he, he he was just completely contemptuous of them. You can't have I don't believe you can have a magical order without without a balance with the, without the women. In fact, if you're doing magic in a group and you don't have any women in the group, uh you know, you don't have that that, that, that dynamic. Something's basic, and, yeah. you know, yeah, you, yeah that's you, why the masons are so stale. Well, yeah, they're they're sterile in some ways but not in others because uh uh, uh masonry um masonry has a has has a lot of has a lot of power. In fact, uh uh, I thought I knew, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. I thought I knew um, uh, everything there was to know about masonry before I, before I became a mason. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I did because I'd read all the rituals, you know, and all that. Yeah. But but I when I when I got when I got entered, passed, and raised at, at a local lodge in, in Woodland Hills, as a matter of fact, and. Uh, that 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 a bunch of businessmen could get together and do something that powerful was amazing to me, mm. and and it, it it really was. So I have a tremendous respect for masonry. Yeah. And and uh, well, they definitely and, have a lot of history and a lot of astral current behind them, and you know, connecting yeah. to people who centuries of people and and. Uh, oh yeah, it has a, shared it has collected a ideas. Well, like I, uh, I said, we we are in now, right now, in magic. And this is very much along the line with the Golden Dawn. We are right now in the in, in magic in the Masonic phase. Uh, the, we, the Rosicrucian phase preceded the Masonic phase, and before that, we had the the classical pagan phase in the Renaissance, where they revived classical paganism, hmm. and then they went through the Rosicrucian, and then they integrated Kabbalah and and uh, and and. Uh, 
And out of the Rosicrucian phase, we entered the, the, the Masonic phase, and that's where you have Solomon's Temple. And so much of, oh, the Golden Dawn, good Lord, the, the biblical the biblical oh, aspects right. of the yeah. Golden Dawn are, are tremendous. And yeah, the Golden, Golden Dawn is very Dawn's, much... owes a great deal to the Mason. In fact, you could say that the Golden Dawn, the advent of the Golden Dawn, represented the Masonic, uh, represented the Masonic phase of ceremonial magic. Hmm. I, I think I think that's a, that's a fair. That's a yeah, fair or even a blossoming of masonry. That, I mean, maybe yeah. you know the masons didn't want to own it, but but it it was coming out of masonry and and you know just those factors. I I love that idea of uh, of uh, you know who is it Budge down there at the British Museum hanging out with Mathers oh, yeah. and Mathers picking his brain and running through his SRIA material and his uh, you know he was probably a member of three or four other orders, maybe even the OTO, and then. Uh, but drawing it all together and those ciphers. Now there's something that's not on the script though. <laughs> well, there's not on the script, but now that you mention it, uh, uh, I, 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 uh, you need a, this book. I, I, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me when, you know, when he did that, I saw that happen and everybody line up with a check in their hands or money in their hands and, and this, this line and, and I, I, it reminded me of that that scene in Conan the Barbarian when when uh, James Earl Jones gets out there and he and he looks up at the top of this of, a, of the cliff and there's this young girl up there and he says, "Come to me, my child," and she jumps off the cliff and to her death, you know. And then he turns around to Schwarzenegger and he says, "No, that's power, boy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, creepy. <laughs> You're talking about uh, when when I met your father. Uh, oh yeah, uh, what were the circumstances? When what what ha- When did you meet my dad? Yeah. Well, I met your father. Uh, uh, I think I, I don't recall the first time I did, but but we uh, you know we started the OTA in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually started in Topanga, but then but then Topanga almost burned down, so we moved to Pasadena, and and. Uh, uh the uh we had this um this old Amy, Amy Semple McPherson church that we had. It's still there but the, but now it's the it's the uh it's the Southern Baptist Church now but um and and uh, uh John, your father, mm-hmm. was a was a teacher at Pasadena City College. Mm, very nearby. Yeah, and and our original OTA membership, most of it came from Pasadena College. Uh-huh. In fact, it was a little group in Pasadena College that called itself the Crowley for Lunch Bunch because they were <laughs> they, they were into Crowley at that time. And at that time, I I, I still was kind of into Crowley too at that time mm-hmm. when, we, when we first got started, and uh, and. And uh, so I met, uh, I think I met John uh, um, shortly after we, we uh, started having the Pasadena students uh, over. And I found out, of course, when I met John, that we had, we shared two, um, two very, uh, uh, two authors that we were both, both of us very much uh, admired and, 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 and studied. And one of them was Franz Barton. Mm-hmm. And John was very much into Franz Barton, and and and, and also Richard Shaver, and uh, I had I had really been hooked on Richard Shaver when I was a kid, and and I was about sixteen, and I, you know, I for I I thoroughly believed believed that the uh, in Shaver's mythology, 
and and uh, but I eventually I eventually just uh, came to the conclusion that well if it if the Shaver's mythology must exist those caverns must exist in another dimension and I I finally reconciled it that way I don't think right. frankly to tell you the truth I don't think John ever quite got to that point I thought I think he thought they were still down there. And uh, but oh, they're still down there anyway, in another dimension, regardless. Mm. But but um, um, is that that's, uh, so? That's the subterranean, the lizard yeah, people, and all that. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, they weren't the David lizard Ike people. They, they weren't <laughs> the lizard people. They were they were called they called them the Daros. Oh. And uh, we did a we did a film, you know, just a little while ago. I don't know whether you've heard about it. It's called Beyond Lemuria, and and we we uh, used a lot of the Shaver mystery in that film. Interesting. And. Uh, and uh, if if your father had still been alive, he would have been in that film. I guarantee you, he, 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 he would have been. Uh, and I had a perfect role for him, but uh, you know he passed on unfortunately. Oh. Which we role start, was it? We we start, that if you've seen the film, I I would have I, I would have had uh, John play Le, the the professor Leslie Pearson, who mm. who uh, who originally developed the Intergravitron. That would have been. Uh, Nice. Well, now I'll in have fact, to watch. As a matter, as a matter of fact, I got the original the plans for the original Intergravitron from your dad. Yeah, he gave them to me too. We built it. Actually, I have I have a, a replica of the Hidden World receiver, which we which we experimented with. Oh, that's then, great. Yeah, I never got that far. I just read about it and yeah, talked to people about it. Well, we we went a good deal farther with in the film. Now you've seen Beyond the Mary, haven't you? I haven't. Oh yeah, but we got we got to get that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, we have it. We show it, it's still available on Amazon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and uh, but uh, I'll I'll send you I'll send you a copy. Thank you. And uh, and uh, you know I would have I would have cast John as, as Leslie Pearson, the professor, who is a character actually uh, a character out of uh, Dweller on Two Planets by. Uh, by uh, Frederick Spencer Oliver, we combined uh, Dweller on Two Planets with uh, with the Shaver mystery, and so we could have the good guys go up Mount Shasta and the bad guys go in the caverns under Mount Shasta. Hmm. And uh, it's uh, it's it's a neat it's it's yeah. a kind of a neat kind of a neat movie. You'll yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, um, but anyway, uh, so was uh, this the sixties or the or the was it? This 19- was, no, this this was the this was the early seventies. Okay. This 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 was about nineteen. I think I first met John around about nineteen seventy two. Okay. And yeah. And uh, uh, so he was divorced. But, so it was before he and my mom. Yeah, I, when I first when I first met him, he he, he was married. He was married to your mother. Okay. And and, uh, and uh, so seventy three. Yeah, seventy three. That's probably about right. Yeah. And as I recalled, uh, he had met Regardi, but but not not uh, not along with me. I I. Oh, okay. Did that had happened I, previously. Yeah, he 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 had met. He told me he he had he had met with Regardi, and but but I of course I knew Regardi, and I won't call myself exactly a student of Regardi, but I was I was certainly uh, you know spent a lot of time with Regardi because uh, uh, mainly at that time Regardi was in his telemic phase, and I think he was primarily trying to get me together with Grady McMartry, and you know, huh. was. Uh, idea and uh, that that of course fortunately did not occur but uh um let's see here so oh and i was going to mention to you too about uh about your dad uh uh he um, this was after after his divorce but he he um he got himself a uh an isuzu trooper yeah 
Yeah, and and he got into himself an Isuzu trooper, and we used to go take uh, midnight rides with him in that in that uh, that vehicle. Nice. And we, I remember one time we we went charging out to Giant Rock, mm. and and John, on a whim, you know, John called up and he said, "We're gonna go, we're gonna jump to Giant Rock." That's what he called he called it a jump, and and he came by and we go out to Giant Rock and and. Uh, and uh, you know, drive around out there in the middle of the night. <laughs> now, John also, but this, this, uh, yeah, yeah, I never forget this. John had a big CB radio, yeah, that trooper, and this thing was a tremendously powerful CB radio. Breaker one and, nine radio check. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 uh, and. And what John liked to do, and we did it several times, he liked to go up to the top of Cagle Mountain in that thing. Did he ever take you up to the top yeah, of Cagle oh, yeah. Mountain in it? Yeah. Well, did he? Did he ever? Did he ever let you listen to into any of his uh, uh, any of his clandestine uh, uh, radio broadcasts? A bit, a bit, a clandestine. I don't know about that. Well, yeah. Now, what he did, John. John had a, as you as you as you know, and as my daughter, my daughter just loved John, by the way. Yeah. And 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 uh, uh, as. John had a tremendous sense of humor. You know, I mean, he really did. He had a tremendous sense of humor, and like he used to read uh, read from Franz Barden to his freshman English class in a thick German accent. But <laughs> but <laughs> he what he he had a, a bunch of characters. Uh, like Fred Skelton had all these different characters, and you know, like Bolivar Shagnasty and all that, and, and 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 but John had a had a kind of a Saturday Night Live kind of a totally politically incorrect by today's standards. You could uh, he had he had these characters that he would that he would do, and he would broadcast, and and from the top of Cagle Mountain. And and then he, of course he hit all the CB you know that that big CB network. Most of these guys were truckers. Yeah. And most of them were and and what what John loved to do was was to was to tick off these truckers with these skits that he would do. <laughs> and 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 these guys were you know they most of them were rednecks and you know the kind of kind of guys that, that don't don't take don't take their baseball cap off you know all night. And probably sleep in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and he would he would get on on the the CB and and do these broadcasts and 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 then they would then they would call back and threaten him and and you know get mad at him. <laughs> and and I remember one time he he, he um I don't know whether uh, oh I guess we can do this one. Uh, he he had he had this character uh, uh, this this character Rudra Singh you know who comes hey God this is Rudra Singh and and I am I am trying to find the temple of Durga in Van Nuys and and I want to find the temple of Durga in Van Nuys because they are there they are they are going to deflower the Baptist virgins the sixteen year old Baptist virgins and and uh, and they, then these truckers would get come back at him and say you damn dog we're gonna get a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 these. What are you going to do with these sixteen-year-old virgins? <laughs> and judge. Oh, we're going to rub them all over with ghee and do the foot foot. Oh yeah. <laughs> and these guys would get furious. <laughs> 
and 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 Vivian would just oh she'd just be in stitches. She just and and then with John John they'd cuss John out so much that he would he must have gotten to thinking that they were going to RDF him or something. But that he reached a certain point when he'd get him ticked off enough, and then we'd roar down the mountain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had another character called, called Father O'Malley of the Fat Fathers of Faith, and they were looking for altar boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So, uh, oh, it was he. He just really he had us. He had us both in stitches. And and uh, anyway, um. <laughs> so I gotta tell you, I miss him. Oh yeah. <laughs> really yeah, yeah, his legit uh, CB handle was Mountain Man, but he'd occasionally run into another Mountain Man, and they'd have a little territorial battle about who gets to call himself Mountain Man. You know. <laughs> you know, well, I'm I'm glad you got to got got in on some of that because I, oh, I I, I, I played like, along. We would go out by TA Truck Stop, and I'd get on there, and my voice hadn't changed yet, so I'd say, "This is Jessica, and I'm looking for Juicy Beaver." <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that brings back memories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, Good time. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Was the Church of Hermetic Sciences, is that, how is that connected to the OTA? Is it the same thing? Uh, yes and no. And here's the, the, the reason why. We started with the OTA. I mean, that was what we started with. We had the uh, the mirror method, you know, the, the facial reflection mirror method, which I had developed mm-hmm. when I was desperately ill. And and uh, um, and so I had my my uh, my my partner and right hand man at that time was was Nelson White, and and we were we were uh, thinking, you know, well, we got to get this thing, you know, we got we got to make this. Uh, have this this order, uh, you know, in, build it into an institution, you know, and, and, and really get it going. And uh, Nelson was the one that said, "Well, let's uh, let's let's be real smart about this. Let's don't uh, you know, let's just don't try to in, incorporate like the Masons or something like that. Let's let's have a church, and, and the church can sponsor an order." And Nelson was really, really smart in in that regard, and so we did. So we we created the Church of the Hermetic Sciences primarily to uh, to sponsor the OTA. That was the that was the the main reason. Although the church has since become you know more of its own more of its own entity, and and uh, it has its own you know certain certain of our rituals are actually. We would consider them church rituals, you know, interesting, and, and, uh, as opposed to and, OTA rituals. Yeah, well, the OTO did the same thing. In fact, I I I I advised after Nelson had come up with this idea, I advised McMurtry to do that. He hadn't incorporated the OTO yet, hmm. and. And he was bound to determine he wasn't going to make a church out of it. And 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 but later on they did they they actually did that. Uh, they 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 finally realized that they that that was the the, the smarter way to go. Yeah. And uh, and but uh, I we we have enough we have enough rituals and we fulfill all of the all of the categories of a church. And so I don't mind uh, admitting that the that the order was the inspiration for it. Right. Uh, but because it fills all the qualifications of a church, and I've married people, you know, and and uh, one of my marriages is still holding up. It's <laughs> still holding together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so uh, the, um, 
the corporation we we uh, got our corporation improved in, approved in 1970 mm-hmm. and and uh, and um, and we've been you know we so we've been a church and and an order ever ever since. Oh, I yeah. wanted to ask you. I found out recently about a, another name, uh, very honored Frater D A L. Would you be willing to share anything about oh, that? Oh, sure. That's uh, yeah. When I started off with the Golden Dawn, which was years and years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I took the uh, the motto Quero uh, Luca, I seek the light. Mm. And uh, then, when I finally got, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say over, you know, what what grade I am because I understand. Uh, uh, you know, this is not a, this is not. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is something we just don't like to do. But let's put it this way: I am in the RR at AC, sure. and and so when I when I got to a certain grade in the RR at AC, I decided it was time to change it to Ducaro ad Lucum, which means I lead to the light. Mm. So that's what DAL means. Excellent. And I ask uh, I ask my uh, my premonstrator. Uh, uh, if it would be okay to mention our uh, mention our temple and and uh, you know a little bit about it, and uh, because I know I figured you'd probably ask me about it, uh, and uh, so I can do that. So I the, I the temple uh, OT, the OTA temple or no well no the Golden Dawn temple. Oh, you have we, a local Golden Dawn temple here? Yes, yes, we well I say we do, because, but actually the uh, the temple is under the aegis of the Church of Thermatic Sciences because according to our incorporation uh, papers we we have the right to found magical orders in the plural. You know we we can we can found or orders, colleges, schools, that sort of thing. So so we uh, we uh, uh, took the Golden Dawn. Uh, the, uh, a Golden Dawn Temple uh, of of one of my uh, one of my members uh, and several of our members under our wing in the church. And so uh, and and uh, so it's, so we can, it, it's yeah. what would be considered a Cicero Temple. Yeah. Well, yes and no because we we have a good relationship with Chick Cicero and and, mm-hmm. and I. So it's and, more autonomous. And, and, and I've you know I've seen Chick several times. In fact. Uh, I, I actually got kind of an informal initiation from him one time, but for one of the grades. But but uh, the um, however, my papers are basically from uh, uh, from Chris Monastre, who was the who was a disciple of Regardis. I've always and, wondered uh, who that temple was. <laughs> that okay, was, I've met your really, members. That's Rigardi's temple, and it's the it's the Maat temple of of the Hermetic Order, the Golden Dawn. All right. And, yeah, and 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 uh, Merrick Hamer is the premonstrator, and I'm the imperator, and so that's uh, and uh, I, I can't you know naturally I can't tell you where we where we meet. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's and, that's fine. And, and all, but but yeah, but we're we're uh, that this is Rigardi's old temple. In fact, we even have Rigardi's old pillars. And uh, and and and, uh, um, and anyway, um, we're 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 quite uh, quite active. In fact, I'm, I'm we're going to help an initiation Sunday. We're we're, we're 
doing some neophytes for some, for some guys. So anyway, if somebody wanted to be a member of that Golden Dawn Temple, how would they go about doing that? I guess the best way to go about doing that would be um, uh, to, um, uh, well, to get a hold of uh, get a hold of Mark Hamer or get a hold of me, and then, uh, and uh, uh, you know, this, we 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 would uh, we would um, want to meet and uh, apply yeah. and, and 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 yeah, we 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 uh, we meet and naturally we 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 like to do uh, have little biographies on people, you know, see what they what they've been up to. One thing we don't like. Are, uh, is people who are running around trying to join all the organizations. Right. Yeah. 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 In fact, I, I turned down. I recently turned down one candidate because uh, she had uh, she had a list of all these organizations that she'd gotten herself into, and I and I just looked at that, and I and I, and I turned around to Mary and I said, "Oh, come on, Mary. She's just collecting paper." <laughs> right. And and uh, uh, so so uh, that's. Um, but what most of our most of our recruits, uh, you know, are, are, are most of most of them are hear about us from word of mouth, mm-hmm. and uh, and one of the reasons why we've kept such a low profile, and is uh, all of the all of the the awful slanders and 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 and. Uh, uh, stuff that went on on the old old alt magic oh, yeah. uh, uh, group, you know. And, uh, my friend Pat Zaleski got just slaughtered, uh, you know. And and uh, and uh, I came in for a lot of abuse myself, and you know. And then it, Pat Beeman, Christman Ostra, she she was she just she was horrified by all of that. Yeah. So so she said we will never 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 go on the internet, you know. And, yeah. And uh, and so we we've been very reluctant to to. Do that. Well, thank yeah. you for um, for you know choosing this moment to come out of uh, hiding. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, well, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, there are a few yeah, people uh, listening. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and, and uh, however, I don't feel really, in a way, I don't feel uh, uh, like uh, like we're like we're any longer on the menu. You know, I mean, right. Uh, and and after that, I published the cipher manuscript book. I think uh, I think you know that that uh, um, people like Robert Word, you know, aren't aren't going to uh, <laughs> they aren't going to going to try to try to say that I that I can't uh, say what I'm saying, you know, mm. and and. Uh, um, that, so you know, no, that's okay. I, I'll, I'll, I, I'll, I'll fess up to it. You know, I, I, I'm doing what I'm doing, and and uh, and uh, been there, been there, done that. I'm still there, and I'm still doing that. I wanted to ask: um, Is the current now? You so we've established that Ordo Templi Astarte is a separate order from the Golden Dawn Temple, both oh, yeah. underneath the Church of Hermetic Sciences. What are the differences? And similarities between the currents. We're Golden Dawn compatible as far as correspondences are concerned. There, there's, I think it, it's it's really, really dumb uh, to have a magical order in, in this day and time 
and and try to change Golden Dawn correspondences. Right. Because they did they did a lot of work. That's the best job since Cornelius since Trophinius and Cornelius Agrippa put together the you know the three books of occult philosophy. The Golden Dawn's been the best synthesis, and they have the, the you know the color schemes and the and and the uh, and the basic correspondences and all. Are, are, it's, it really it's it's, it's best it's, it's BSA best stuff available. You know. Right. I mean, it, it's so you uh, so we 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 go along with Golden Dawn correspondences. What we we don't go along with is uh, is uh, locked into um, 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 uh, their 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 uh, astrology, which is 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 uh, is not tropical. You know, it's okay. uh, their astrology is sidereal, and and so we use tropical astrology. Okay, so that's one that's one difference. Although we, although actually we do we we have our we have a system in the in our inner order in the OTA we have a system that's that sort of combines both uh, both sidereal and tropical. Interesting. But yeah, but um, um, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a sort of a what you see is what you get. In fact, uh, we have uh, uh, we have a tablature for the for the celestial sphere that's uh, that's um, probably. I, I, I know this sounds a little presumptuous, but I think what we've reconstructed is is what originally uh, what Dee and Kelly were trying to do with their Enochian tablets, but uh, didn't do it. Hmm. Uh, they ended up splitting up, you know, they with the Golden Dawn tablets. They ended up splitting up, putting all the fire signs in the in one quarter and all the air signs in the other quarter. And right. Quarter. And so you can't stand in the middle of the universe, not the way it is. You can they 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 break it up according to elements. It, it, well, that's you know that's a philosophy, and but it's it's kind of um, it it's it's um, yeah I suppose as a computer program it's it's okay for the brain, but but I would rather I would rather stand inside the magic circle and kind of imagine myself in the middle of the universe. If you mm. if you yeah that's that's another concept too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all, but also uh, too, uh, the Golden Dawn's Kabbalah is very Zoharic, and or at least Zoharic as far as Rosenroth's version of the Zohar, uh, and and we don't use a cliffhoff. Uh and the cliffhoff, uh, that concept we we prefer we prefer more Dante esque um, hmm. uh, Tartarus. And that works better with with uh, with Galatia because we we do it. Uh, I don't know whether you ever uh, read Steve Sabdo's um, a book on Galatia application, uh, and but but he he made the mistake uh, I think, uh, and I think he admits this at this point of putting his Galatia spirits in in the in the cliff eye. And boy, he got them, but they were the they, what, what you, you know, what, yeah, be, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's honestly because, because I come from, you know, a, a system that is more Zohar based and does think of the Goetia as the Klopothic counterparts of the Shem, I haven't worked with them. I only work with the Shem. So I can see how it would be different if you're evoking them. Not in that context. If you're if you're invoking them. them as they are written, see, it Quasha is if you read it as it's written, that is definitely not. Those spirits are definitely not Klephotic. 
and and there's no way you can justify them being cliffhopic. Right. And and quite frankly, the cliffhop is not just a you know, not they're just extreme a, ideas. No. Yeah, they're not it, beings. It, like we yeah, all have they, a little cliffhop <laughs> and and well, so yeah, critters, you know. Oh, we're sure. Yeah, yeah, but but what I'm but but but, but the idea of putting uh, of putting pagan gods. In the cliff yeah, it's sort of a rude Christian. It, it, yeah, it, it's 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 a sort of a, a you know okay okay we defeated them now we're gonna now we're gonna kill them you know now yeah. we're gonna now we're gonna demonize them and and part of what we uh, what of our mythos in the OTA is to bring Baal and Astarte who who are in the in the in the Goish very definitely is to bring them up. And 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 uh, and rehabilitate them as as a god and a goddess, and we use the Galatia in order to do that. To tap and, into uh, the, that's where the Canaanite thing comes in. Yeah, right, and 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 where the Solomon thing comes in too, because Solomon was was uh, you know um, actually built a temple to Astarte and and. Uh, and, uh, but in the yeah, in the I common would, version in the in yeah. the Gideon's Bible, it says that that was what where he screwed up, and then Israel got divided in half, and they've been fucked ever since. Well, because... well that's true, but then that then Israel, uh, the uh, Israel was was mostly Canaanite anyway. The uh, the so-called lost tribes of Israel were never lost. Hmm. They, they 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 never left. They stayed there, and and uh, the. The uh, uh, the Judeans got hauled off to, in in their captivity, or at least they say they did, and and they uh, uh, then they came back, and then during the Maccabee period, they they tried to, they they tried to convince the uh, the the rest of the Israelites that they were uh, the the original tribes of Israel. They they just they they enforced it on him. I mean, they pushed it on him. Ezra was, you know, Ezra. Uh, well, Ezra wasn't so much an evangelist. It was the Maccabees that uh, that really ran with it, and uh, trying to trying to Judaize um, uh, the rest of the rest of Israel. And the rest of Israel was was primarily uh, when the, before the Maccabees uh, got at him. They were they were mostly Canaanites and, and so, Phoenician. So it's it seems like it's it's identifying with the plight of the equivalent of the Palestinians a few thousand years ago. Very very much uh, like that. It, it's very similar to what's going on today. Although I am not, I've got to tell you, even though I'm I'm uh, um, you know I'm very much in a lowest. And, and in other words, there's two there's there's two two sides to the Bible. The Bible, in fact, there's two books. There, there's different books in the Bible, and one of them one of them one set of books is is the Eloist books, and the other set is the Yahwehist books. Hmm. And and what Ezra tried to do is put the two the two Bibles together, and 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 make them. And everywhere it said L, he stuck in Yahweh. And and uh, you know Ezra was Ezra Ezra actually wrote the Bible the the Old Testament as we have it now he wrote it and he wrote it with Cyrus the Persian looking over his shoulder and uh, you know because uh, he was Cyrus's client he was he was Cyrus's uh, Cyrus's proxy 
uh, conqueror of Palestine, and Cyrus wanted him to control Palestine for the Persian Empire. Hmm. And, uh, and, and, and of course, Herod, when Herod finally took over after the after the last of the Maccabees, Herod took over, and, and Herod was was uh, was was an Edomite, really, and uh, and. Uh, Really, <laughs> the Romans wanted to do the same thing. They wanted Herod to, to Herod to take over and 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 run Palestine for the Romans, and which he did. And uh, so there's a lot uh, this this Canaanite tradition uh, persisted and uh, continued all the way up through uh, to to Jesus, who was primarily primarily a, a Galilean. Right. Although he was he was he was related he was related to Herod, but he was Herod's grandson. But he was but he was raised in Galilee, and he had a he had a Galilean point of view, and all his disciples were Galilean, and and so they essentially this, and and of course his wife Mary Magdalene, she was definitely Galilean. So uh, uh, they uh, uh, the. the there's a lot about uh, about all of this that, that, that Christians and 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 Jewish people just don't realize at all. They don't understand it, and and yet it's interesting. It is kind of continuing. To, uh, you you see the same stuff going on today. Um, anyway, repeating themselves now. So, yeah. but but on the other hand, the uh, the Golden Dawn Temple that you are that you impurate is that can that be made into a verb? Um, it, that that's that's no, I don't. We, we, we don't. We don't. No, 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 no. We our Golden Dawn Temple. We don't. We don't change anything. No Canaanite God. I don't. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. And and, and uh, Merrick wouldn't let me uh, <laughs> to try to, to, to try to, to try to make it a, make it a lowest. I'm right. not going to get in there and pull out YHVH and stick you in hell everywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, because uh, it's just like actually, and this brings up a point. With this Stalinic, these Stalinic golden dawns. Remember, I mentioned. Yeah, I was wondering why that you, you yeah. had a kind of a knee jerk reaction against the idea of a Stalinic. Oh dawn. boy, do I ever yeah. have a knee jerk reaction against it! And the reason is, is just what we just said. Yeah. I would never, never try to in, to to enforce uh, some of my uh, beliefs and and the, and the beliefs we have in the OTA about about the lowest, uh, you know, the Canaanite lowest tradition, I wouldn't in, in, in do that to the Golden Dawn. The Golden Dawn is, it's, it is, is you don't change it. And in fact, Chick Cicero up at Pantheacon um, a couple of years ago, Chick Cicero told us a story uh, about his, from his background. And he said that he had that he had a temple in the, you know in, in in Tennessee or somewhere around there, uh, where he was doing both the Golden Dawn and the OTO. He had the Golden Dawn. He had one room for the mm-hmm. one room for the uh, OTO, and then he would you know and, and he had a lodge room, and then he had, he had one. And then he was building the vault in the other room. Yeah, and he would he would he would you know he'd strike the OTO set and set up the Golden Dawn set, you know, and and right. uh, and do both. Which, by the way, a number of people do. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've been finding that out lately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he said that both Regardy and McMurtry both told him not to do it. Mm-hmm. They said, "Don't mix the two systems." Right. Both of them. And and uh, because and that brings up the point because there are two different currents. The Golden Dawn is is Isis and Osiris. 
and the the uh, OTO is Horus. Right. And there there is a lot of difference. Yeah. And there's a lot of difference in it because Horus is, as Corby said, the crowned and conquering child. And Horus is is very uh, very angry war god. He's the avenger, of course, of, of, of Osiris. But but still, uh, the so Horus current. You wouldn't approve of like Jews for Jesus. <sighs> <laughs> No, I really wouldn't, and I'll tell you why. Because Jesus, because Jesus wouldn't approve of it either. Okay, okay. Yeah, and and uh, he wouldn't. Uh, granted, he was trying. I I think Jesus was trying to bring the Jews around to the, to to to, to um, you know to to worshiping L rather than YHVH. I think that's what he was trying to do. I think that, that's almost obvious if you if you look at the whole history of it. Right. Uh, and Jesus was a priest after the order of Melchizedek, and Melchizedek was a priest of L. And and he was Canaanite. And uh, um, so no, I, I, I think in, until okay, fair in, until, <laughs> in, until until the until the priesthood of Melchizedek is recognized both by the Christians and the Jews, uh, that Jews for Jesus is is not going to work. Okay, so <laughs> Jews for Jesus is scratched, and Thelema uh, Golden Dawn is scratched. But yeah, but, but, but OTO is okay. Like right, like on their no, own. They're okay separate. for themselves. I mean, yeah. it's okay. But look, it's okay for themselves. I, I yeah, as far as I'm concerned. It uh, that it, it, you know the, the frankly the book of the law uh, especially well it bothered me way back when I was thinking about uh, about taking that uh, charter from McMurtry it, it mm-hmm. bothered me and I didn't want to want to want to wave it around in public and and uh, but I was willing to accept it in, as a private personal declaration of freedom for people you know that yeah that, I was but but still I finally come to the conclusion that no it isn't even good for that. Because, uh, because frankly, uh, you know, as, as we say in the Golden Dawn, as we, as we, you and I and all the rest of the Golden Dawn uh, folks, we are, we take an oath to respect other people's religions. Well, technically, yeah. it's given in the speech of the Hyrus, not in the oath. But I, I get what you're saying. No, I think I think there's one of the there's one of the one of the oaths. Well, maybe even you're wrong. But anyway, <laughs> it's it's. You're told, right. yeah. You're told by one of the higher right he charges you. He charges you not to. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You, yeah, you yeah. Your, 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 I ought to know. I've done IRS enough times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is what is, very what is I am. <laughs> what What is that? What that that line? You know, uh, I am called fortitude for the unhappy, <laughs> mm, and I am the master of darkness. Yeah, master of darkness, and I am called fortitude by the unhappy. Yeah, and well, fortitude by the unhappy tells you you're supposed to respect other people's religions, and I think that mm. the, the, the the book of the law in that respect is really offensive. And uh, but it, but ironically, they 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 pull the yeah, but we're a religion, shouldn't you respect us? Which is like I'm trying to find them. They know the loophole in the golden dawn. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, the, the but the whole thing about it is, as, as far as the Thelemic Golden Dawn is concerned, the idea of of trying to 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 uh, abrogate the Osiris current, right? And when we do an Osiris communion and everything in the Golden Dawn, and and this Rosicrucian, the Golden Dawn is definitely Rosicrucian, and and so the, to try to make the Golden Dawn Thelemic to me is. 
I don't the only justification it for it is, is okay, Crowley, Crowley grabbed so much of it, so so we're Crowleyites, and so we're going to grab the rest of it, you know, and then that's, yeah. uh, that seems to be the, uh, the uh, yeah, so that, uh, I, I just don't think, if you're going to do the Golden Dawn, do the Golden Dawn. And, yeah, I mean, I guess if they were innovating, like if they're doing some new version of the vault with a universal hexagram, you know, I, I'd be interested in seeing it, but... Uh, I, yeah, I, I I prefer the uh, Victorian uh, style myself. <laughs> well, it's it's you know it's it, anything anything that's worth that's worth doing is worth doing the way it is worth doing. In other words, yeah. it's worth doing the way it's done. My dad taught uh, me uh, learn the rules before you learn how to break them. Yeah, and and he was absolutely right about that. Now, uh, he asked me if I remembered your father's book. Yes, I did, and I had a chance to read it and. Uh, I I believe I returned it to you, uh, and uh, I yeah I found it quite good. And in fact, uh, you know you you ought to try to maybe try to publish publish it and get yeah. it on Amazon. Yeah, that's a good idea. I've been do, do, doing snippets here on the podcast of a a, a a segment called Transformations and Footnotes, where the footnotes are me babbling about it. <laughs> yeah, well, they uh, say your dad was a genius, all right. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, genius with a wonderful sense of humor. And uh, um, just uh, uh, well, as I say, one of the, he, he was a he was he was a national treasure that hadn't been discovered yet. <laughs> yeah, I and, think he preferred to be behind the scenes. Oh, oh, oh! Well, we hadn't oh, gotten to the stuff. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We the, the question that you wanted to add that you added that I wish you did that I, that I was very glad you did add. Okay. The uh, you want to know what the uh, what the uh, yeah the, the Tibetan connection you've got these okay, Tibetan well, empowerments and uh, I wanted me, to know yeah. if and how that ties in with the OTA. Oh, okay, the that that's that's the best question of the evening. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. uh, back in 1985, um, I was I I'd wrapped up my I uh, got my master's degree in 1980 from California State University Northridge. Mm-hmm. And, but I was still keeping in touch with him, you know. And and, uh, and my my mentor in my in, in well, on my my uh, master's committee was a a, um, a very very uh, astute uh, anthropologist and and, uh, and mystic, uh, Dr. Ravitz. And Dr. Ravitz had been. Over to Dharamsala several times, and and had uh, became became an initiate of the Sakya order, and uh, and Dr. Ravitz informed me in 1985 that the Sakya order of Tibetan Buddhism, red what we what we what most people would call a red hat order, uh, were coming over here with a initiatory program and an instruction program. And that, uh, that that Dr. Ravitch thought that I ought to get involved in it, and uh, and he thought uh, he told me he'd, he'd uh, he, you know sponsor me and all that, and and so um, I did, and um, and uh, I and several of my of, of OTA people, and and some some Gardnerian people, we all got into this uh, into this program, and they came over. 
and uh, they were they were headed by Luding Ken Rinpoche, who was uh, there, who was the abbot of Nagore Monastery at the time, or had a Nagore Monastery in Tibet had been, uh, you know, they'd run out of there, but they were they had they were camping in, in Dharamsala along with the Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. and uh, so they put on a program. For, which went on for, for about two weeks, and then they took off for Singapore. Um, but um, they they had a they had a center. They had they already had a, a center here that uh, you know of of, of, of of Californian folks who were doing their 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 program. So they were reinforcing, in other words, reinforcing their this the Sakya Center here. Mm-hmm. And which, which I, as far as I know, it's no longer uh, the Sakya Center. I think it's it's moved somewhere else. But, but then, uh, they they rented a big, gosh, it was like a great big uh, warehouse penthouse in Santa Monica. It was a it was a it was like something out of a Doctor Strange comic book. I mean, <laughs> it was, you know, it was this, this way down in this in this kind of industrial section, and there was this uh, great big uh, warehouse, and on top of this was a big penthouse mm-hmm. on top of this warehouse, and and it was kind of spooky, and you and you had a you know the, the, the sort of a back alley parking lot, and then you walked walked up a long flight of stairs, and then he went to the door, you know, and then they had a they had a people in this door, you know, and it's just kind of a, you know, like a Joe Sunday kind of a thing, you know, and, and he'd let you in, and then, then they'd converted the whole inside of this penthouse into a, into a, a simulacrum of a, of a Tibetan uh, monastery, you know, nice. with drapes hanging around and everything, and uh, whatever, and, and the best part of it was, however, that they had, that they had an American uh, boy from Harvard, uh, who called himself Psalm 10, who had written their manual for him, helped them write their, their manual, and and, uh, and translated everything for us in English. So we did not have to, you know, uh, and most, you know, Rabbits had told me, he, he said, you know, what you're going to get, he said, a lot of people would have would have given their whole fortunes to have what you're going to get. And, you know, he said, I know you'll get the most out of it. And I, and I said, well, you know, I'll sure try. And uh, so we had this Lama Samten, who was this Ivy Leaguer who'd gone over there and learned to, Tibetan and, and, and become, a, become a Lama. And he he would translate the entire, uh, the sadhanas and the initiations and everything for us. And this made it absolutely, you know, this this made it good good as gold because because we weren't just sitting there with them mumbling at us in Tibetan and Sanskrit and, and us trying to follow, like so often happens in these right. initiations. And believe me, I've, since then I took a lot of Tibetan initiations, and that's what happened with most of them. You might you were lucky if you got a, some kind of a program sheet that gave you an idea of what you were doing. Yeah. But yeah, and and uh, but we we got it all straight. We we heard exactly what we were supposed to hear, and and exactly you know it was all it was it was all as if we could we as if we could understand Tibetan. It was that good, and so we started off with Hey Vajra, which is their patron deity, and we we, we did that, and 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 uh, well, we started off with actually a little prep to begin with before the the, the crew ever got over. Uh, we started off with Chinrizi and and uh, and 
um, and uh, with some preliminary uh, training. And then the, then they, they all arrived, and then we started off with, we did Hedajra and uh, that empowerment, and then we did we got into the real meat of the program, which was Vajrayogini. Mm-hmm. And Vajrayogini is the goddess of the sorcerers. Uh, and she has since become so popular after after the Saki order uh, came over here with her, um, and she's since become so popular that she's been elevated to a high level tantra. When they brought her when they brought her over uh, in '85, she was a mid level tantra. Hmm. But but uh, she if you look her up on the internet, Vajrayogini, you will see that she's considered now she's considered to be to be high that uh, high level. But we got. We got that. That I went through that whole program and a beautiful syllabus for it, and and uh, all of the graphics and and everything, everything we needed, and uh, and you know it 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 was it was a wonderful experience. But what uh, and I and I learned so much. And, and one thing I learned, which um, was one of the most significant things I learned, was that the Tibetans have a different psychic center system for every deity they practice. So this this completely confirmed my suspicion that I'd suspected this before because I'd read a lot of, you know, Tibetan work, you know, the Evans Wentz stuff and all of that. I suspected this and I had suspected it for a long time, but then they, they confirmed it. And and uh, a different and, and you don't find this out until you actually take these they tell you are actually take an, one of these these initiations for for a, a deity for a dakini for a uh, you know a, a malakala or something you don't find out that that and this is the the, the, the important thing about uh, uh, Tibetan initiations is is um, the interiorization of the entity. Yeah. Yeah, the, the interiorization of the entity and the interiorization of the uh, of the of the magical process of the of the palace of the entity of the uh, you know of the and and this was something I had thought uh, years previously I'd uh, I'd been working on and we'd been working on in lodge on this uh, on our own Western psychic center system based primarily on Gichtel's uh, you know uh, Gichtel's drawing. Which I know you've seen, you know, of the uh, uh, of the natural man, hmm. and and the idea that that uh, the tree of life, uh, that that the chakra it isn't just you know the middle pillar of the golden dawn, which we do. Uh, the middle pillar is just just uh, a fragment of this. That the, the full the full Western system is all seven of the spheres of the tree of life. Right, like you take the lightning flash and you just straighten it out. Okay. And, and yeah, you just take the lightning flash and straighten it out, and and the middle pillar you put them all on the middle pillar. So you just you know you start up there with uh, Saturn. You start up there with with, with with Saturn in the middle of your head, and then you go to Hesed, and you go to Hesed in the third the eye, and you go to you go to Gabor oh. in the throat, you go to Gabor in the throat, you go to Tipperath in the chest, you go okay. to you go to, to Netsock in the solar plexus, you go to, and and hard below the navel. And you saw it in the in the in the genitals and 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 uh, and Malkuth in the rear end and boom that's it and it works like dynamite. Hmm. It is it is so powerful 
and 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 this is why why I don't know why Crowley never came up with this. I don't, <laughs> why Bar- I don't know why Barden didn't come up with it. God bless Julius Evelis sure should have. And the only reason why they didn't was because um, uh, Woodruff's serpent power just dominated everybody. Everybody thought that's the only way they can be. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and and of course Paul Foster Case he he went along with that. And so the BOTA and and and, and their people they all they all do this. And the Golden Dawn too, as far as as, as the paths are concerned, because uh, the 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 way most most people in in the West in the Golden Dawn tradition, the way they do psychic centers, is they do them based on the path, on the path system, and and uh, they forget about the spheres entirely. Uh, and and so what what we did, what we've done ever since 1974, we've been even earlier than that, we've been using this straight line system, and but we've been drawing power into it like the middle pillar and mm. and uh and we put the cube now we've we've perfected it to the point where we put the cube of space inside the head and we and we still use we still use uh, power like the middle pillar but anyway this is you know, OTA, practice, OTA practice absolutely and not, doing not it, the golden dog practice no 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 okay, I don't, okay. Oh, I have a Golden Dawn version of it, which we use Egyptian god forms in, in, in the chakras instead of uh, instead of uh, But I'm not trying to I'm not trying to force it on 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 the people in Mahat Temple. Right. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not. I, I offer it to them, but but uh, if they want to study it, but I'm, I'm not going to try to. I have a friend who did a, a a druidic version. Uh, specifically, he uh, was doing a ritual to help bring peace to Ulster. So he was using the local gods of Ulster uh, instead of the Hebrew gods, and we did a middle pillar that way. It was very interesting. Well, this this extends the whole middle pillar and fills it out and gives you all gives you all of the, the chakras. Now, I have a book on it, and, and we just published uh, the first volume of, of Hermetic Yoga. We got another volume, the Rosicrucian uh, part of it, coming up next. But uh, uh, well, with the Hermetic Yoga has a, we have a Golden Dawn version, as I said. We're using Egyptian god forms instead of uh, instead of Canaanite. But uh, now I'm going to say, I published. I just published uh, the uh, uh, the Hermetic Yoga Volume One. With uh, which is which is our which is all of our uh, our outer order material, uh, okay. yoga material. Oh, so that's, uh, so that's we don't, OTA yeah, but, material. Yeah, but it is. But unfortunately, for various reasons which I'm not going to get into, I'm only offering it to associate members. Mm. So if you want to join the get get in the associate member program, and I and, and you know that's fine. You can you can join the associate member program, and then you can get it get it from us at at, at our printing cost, which is uh, you know uh, it's just a bargain for what it is. It costs us a fortune because all the color involved in it. Yeah, how much and, does and a, our, being an associate member cost? Uh, well, we we charge ten dollars to to get started, and and we send you a membership kit and a certificate and all that. But you can get on, you go on our website, and and uh, we 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 like a letter, you know, we like a letter from people, uh, explaining their background and their cultism and what they're looking for and what they, you know, just kind of a little little kind of a 
magical bio, you know, to, and and then uh, and uh, then then we send them an application, and then they send it back with with uh, with a ten dollar money order, and then we send you your membership kit, and and along with your coupons, you can get all of our books. All of our books and videos at uh, at uh, basically at our cost and and uh, and um, and postage included and we send them so it's a good deal. Interesting. And the the website our our website where you find all this out and then once you get in you join the website you can get in there and and and, and get our lessons and you know and everything on it. And that's www.chsota.org. Boy, that's simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just dot org. www. And um, and of course we have the, our our big outreach program is the Hermetic Hour, and that's the blog to our blog talk radio show. And I do that every Thursday night. And sometimes I have you know guests on there and, and talk about their their uh, books and their and their what they're doing. And uh, you know we we might uh, have you on there as a as a guest sometime if you. Oh, like thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the URL for for the for the Hermetic Hour HTTP uh, stroke stroke www.blogtalkradio.com stroke the dash Hermetic dash hour. Now, if that's too long to remember, just go to Google and put in the Hermetic Hour, and they'll they'll get you there. And uh, so, okay, now having 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 gotten that plug in, what were you going to ask? Yeah, yeah I um, I heard about from Kess Fry, who's written a few books as well, that he and you and my dad at one time went to Philosophical Research Society and saw a lecture by Andrew de Passano. And I'm also doing some research on Andrew de Passano because there's not a whole lot known about him, and I'm, so I'm picking the brains of a lot of his students. I was wondering if you happen to remember that lecture and, and if you remember de Passano. I do, and, and the lecture was, was very uh, stimulating and, and, uh, and profound. And, of course, he, he, uh, I know your dad taught a lot of, uh, of, uh, of Passano, and um, um, which I thought was an improvement over Est, and I remember John was into that a bit. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but Bazana, and he had. I think I have his. I don't know whether I still have his book around here or not. It may have uh, walked away, but uh, I remember I got his book. And uh, and uh, yeah, he was he was a grand old a grand old master, and and uh, um, and uh, yeah, we enjoyed that. It's really nice to connect with you. I, I know that you probably remember me um, when I was very young, but I don't remember you. I don't remember – I don't think we've ever had a conversation before by voice. We've uh, I, was, I, was never, I was never very young. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been very young for a long time. Oh, yeah. But, Were you yeah. always interested in esoterica, or did that develop at a certain age? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to – and uh, uh, I know that your father would have understood this really well. I have to admit, and I did admit to Richard Toronto of uh, you know, Shavertron, that that Richard Shaver was my introduction to the occult. Hmm. And that was about when I was about 16 years old. And I was reading these old moldering copies, but at that, that, that time they were a few years old, moldering copies of amazing stories, and I was just soaking it up now. Richard Shaver, of course, um, uh, was an omnivorous, omnivorous reader, and so was Palmer, uh, his co-writer. His co, uh, 
an editor. This was all the Atlantis, Lemurian uh, stuff, all mixed up with with uh, alien astronauts and everything else. And, right. And, uh, and this is what really probably got me interested in the in in eventually in the occult. Although I have to admit that my friends who uh, in the in the science fiction high school science fiction community, they very quickly uh, talked me out of shaver. You know, I mean they they they, they kind of made fun of me uh, for believing in that crazy stuff. And but it 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 sort of you know I, I think it, it it's where I first got interested, and uh, and uh, then uh, years later. Um, I had a girlfriend uh, who uh, was thought she was a witch. She was born on Halloween, and she asked me for a book on magic. And I got her Paul Christian's History and Practice of Magic in a two volumes and a slipcase. But I read a lot of it before I gave it to her because I wanted to find out what what I was, you know, what I was getting yeah. my girlfriend. <laughs> and and that's where I ran across what became the the original OTA initiation was in Paul Christian's uh, um, History and Practice of Magic, which was Paul Christian's own romanticized uh, one degree wrap up of the seven degrees of the Craterapoa system. And because we used that eventually for the OTA initiation, because we started the OTA, and 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 I, I read the Golden Dawn uh, initiations, and I thought, oh, you know, these 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 are kind of stodgy. I thought at the time, we need something more dramatic, more exciting. Oh, what was that stuff that I read that I gave my girlfriend? You know, and I ran to the bookstore and I got another copy of it. You know, and and read it over again. It's uh, it's the initiation of the pyramids, and uh, in Paul Christian's uh, history and practice of magic. And uh, in fact, when I send you Beyond Lemuria, you'll you'll see uh, that that we we have a we we use that initiation sort of as the starting point of, of Beyond Lemuria, the the black cup and the white cup on the altar that the candidate faces, and he has to make a choice which one is he going to drink, you know. Mm. And and uh, that's part of the Paul Christian version of Crater which we still use, by the way. And uh, so uh, um, that and and I think I think also the Saragossa manuscript. Uh, mm-hmm. I read the Saragossa manuscript when I was in college, and first time in college, you know. Uh, and that was back when I was in my twenties, and. Um, and Saragossa manuscript is, a, is an incredible thing. It's it's a novel, but it's uh, a Decameron type novel, but it's very occult. And, um, and in fact, I did an article on it, uh, and 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 some of the some of the cabalistic uh, adventures out of it, and reproduced them in the latest in the latest Seventh Ray. That's the uh, the Green Ray. And the Green Ray is also available from Amazon. The Seventh Ray, you know, in the Seventh Ray Volume Three, the Green Ray, and that that you can get on Amazon. And uh, another plug. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, well, you know, like like Lon Duquette says, shameless self-promotion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, Lon's better at it than I am, but. And speaking of Lon, Lon is one of the stars of Beyond Lemuria. Oh. Yeah, he plays he plays Hermes Trismegistus. We first see him inside the OTA temple when we when they doing just about to do the cups, 
and and then you see him again at the end on top of Mount Shasta. Excellent. Yeah, and he and he delivers the, the the ultimate message from the top of the holy mountain up there, and in in his Egyptian headdress and and everything. So beyond Lemuria is um, is uh, something. I say I'm going to send you a I'm going to send you a copy of it, and uh, and uh, as soon as you give me your address, not on yeah yeah. I saw his uh, I saw him playing guitar on Sunset a couple weeks ago. Oh, he's he's getting really popular. Yeah. And and uh uh yeah, he calls himself Babalon. <laughs> Babalon <laughs> you know. yeah. yeah, his music and, is hilarious. Oh yeah, and and I love that that one. I like to get drunk in the car. <laughs> I, I wish I were Krishna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one but the best one though is I I'll be God for just one hour. Have you heard that one? <laughs> Not yet. I'll have to download that. Oh, that yeah, you gotta listen to that one. Maybe I'll, I'll be play it here you. and uh, that, <laughs> give him a plug. That's that's the ceremonial magic one, you know. That that I'll be God for just one hour. Okay, that, that, we'll uh, we'll close with that one after yeah. you and I finish. I'll I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I played it before on, on the air. But anyway, oh, he doesn't mind. Okay, ahead. good. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sure he, he wouldn't mind. Uh, and, and well, you know, as I say, shameless self-promotion. Exactly. Let, I'll let, tell people where to go, download it, and give him ninety-nine cents per track. Yeah. <laughs> let, yeah, and let's and be sure and get beyond Lemuria so you can see Lon from delivering deathless wisdom from the top of the mountain. Well, I got to admit, I wrote the deathless wisdom, <laughs> but still, we liked it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so uh, I guess this about this ought to about wrap it up. And and uh, uh, but uh, give me, uh, like I say, email me your your mailing address, and I'll okay. mail you a copy. I'll mail you a copy of uh, of uh, Beyond Lemuria, and uh, sort of in 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 celebration in in, in payment for letting me self promote. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, yeah. Well, thank you for. Uh... For for coming on here and you know bringing your notoriety to to my uh, podcast and uh, you know so I mean it's a mutual fructification of each other's uh, magical careers. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Ed. Do you mind? Do you, I don't know whether we ought to. Well, I just thought we could we could rebroadcast it on the Hermetic Hour, possibly. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Take care. You too. Good magic. Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a lot of fun. Special thanks to Tom Cruise, Beck, the monks at Mount Koyasan, identical twins Camille and Kennerly, and Lon Milo Duquette. I strike the bell, oh Prince of Hell I thank you for appearing I've paid the price, denied the Christ Eschewed Jehovah's fear Now, my son, it was neatly done 
Your magic doth astound us Say on your need and we'll proceed Your triangle has bound us I've earned great wealth, enjoy good health I'm armed with earthly power I'd trade it all, embrace the fall To be God for one hour Might be fun, but master, you'll be snoring. Please change your mind, you'll surely find that being God is boring. Question me here in my wizard's tower. I do compel you raise the spell. I'll be God for one hour. Just one hour.